all you beautiful, beautiful babies out there. Babies? Oh, you fine, beautiful, cuddly babies giggling and laughing. Enjoying your life. You're going to die in climate, from climate change in about 15 years. Have fun. Take that, Zoomers. Or whatever the next Is that one. the next generation? We're calling them Zoomers now? Well, Gen Z is Zoomers. Whatever. What's after Gen Z? We're going to go back to Generation A. <laughs> no, no, double A. Generation double A. <laughs> double A. I what got to take my shirt off. Coffee's making me sweat like Lex Luger. <laughs> I'm feeling real Lex Luger right now. He was always so oiled up. <laughs> the narcissist Lex Luthor. <laughs> I, said Luther. I mean, I always do that. I guess both of them. <laughs> hey, didn't he kill Miss Elizabeth? He didn't kill her. He just let her die. Or, you know, let her on the path to death. Nah, a real Andy Dick type situation. Yeah, he he's responsible for Phil Hartman or whatever. Is that what it is? Or, or his getting his wife? Yeah. Yeah, but just because you give someone drugs doesn't usually mean they just go and kill someone. Well, I mean, if you give like a recovering um, addict a bunch of cocaine and then mm-hmm. they kill someone, mm, maybe a little bit of responsibility. You know what I mean? I guess. But was she like, "All right, here's the deal: give me that cocaine, and I'll kill Phil"? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. So there you go. How could how would he know? He just wanted to party. Party just for fun. Nope. This is America. Guns in my area? Guns in my area. A lot of guns in our area. Yeah. People just uh, wear them casually. There's a skinhead who used to come into Starbucks when I worked there. He always just had his gun on his hip. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to serve him. And then everyone I worked with would be like, oh, why not? He's a, he's a skinhead with a gun. He's a skinhead. <laughs> and they're like, what? How do you know? It's, you don't know what the SS lightning bolts are that are tattooed on his neck? <laughs> it says skin. Isn't that obvious? Yeah. It's, oh, it was so obvious. <laughs> he had the uniform, black shirt, uh, red suspenders. Oh, my God. Cuffed Levi's, Doc Martens, gun on his hip, uh, SS bolts on his neck. It said skin tattooed on the back of his head. What do you mean he's a skinner? <laughs> it was like, Kyle, what? are you fucking sure? He was like a cartoon character version of skin. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Look at this skin. And he wasn't like uh, sharp or far left skin, you know, the yeah. cool ones. He was a racist skinner. He's a neo Nazi. <laughs> I'll never forgive them for stealing that subculture and turning it into some garbage. Because, like, the early skinhead, like, style, fucking sharp. I'm always like, man, I wish I could dress like a skinhead, but people will think you're the other kind of skinhead. <laughs> <laughs> this is Space Force. I'm Sean. I'm Kyle. Um, He's on Twitter. Yeah, give us money. Give us money. We're fucking poor. I don't know what the deal is. We were talking to our mom, and it's like, Psh, it's your fault for giving birth to us without being rich. Why'd you do this? <laughs> Why weren't you thinking? Why my family not get rich in America? <laughs> Why America not make family rich? That's uh American dream, right? Yeah, you come to America. Get rich. Get rich. My family not rich. My family criminal. My <laughs> <laughs> family not rich from crime. Yeah, so family not rich. Got no crime money. Damn. I don't tell you. Now we gotta do this stupid podcast. <laughs> it's a dumb podcast about eighties movies instead of crime. We can do crime. We can start our own criminal family. Bring back the Irish mob. I think it still exists in like uh, Boston and New York and stuff. Probably like not that powerful though. I can't imagine they got a lot of lot, uh, got a lot going on in 2019. Well, like the last like big figure was what Whitey Bulger, mm-hmm. and he was just like an FBI informant, a little dork. So <laughs> how dare you? He's just a dork. 
His like one of his uh, cohorts was Joe McDonald. He, he uh, maybe we're related to him. <laughs> Hit him up, be like, "Hey man, where's the crime money?" <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Listen, where's the crime money? <laughs> I know this name can be uh, parts of Ireland and parts of Scotland. Most likely not related. Where's the crime money? Maybe distantly. I, mean, I guess thousands of years ago, all the McDonalds were related, but you know, times change, and you don't get crime the, money. You don't get the crime money. <laughs> And you don't get the clan warfare money from way back then either. <laughs> Where is the clan money? <laughs> I don't know. Do you got anything cool to talk about this week? I don't think I do. Uh, um, Nothing cool ever happens anymore. It's all a lot of it's weird, all horrorscape. A lot of weird shit happens every week, just nonstop. Like you thought it couldn't get weirder than this, it did. There's a uh, the, everyone showed up in Portland to do racism. Well. Um, you could just say Portland. Portland's not generally racist, right? I mean, but the Pacific Northwest is generally racist. Oh, yeah. But, like, not the metropolitan areas. They're all up in the mountains. But statistically, stereotypically, they live up in a woods. Ruby Ridge, <laughs> right? Is that Washington? Yeah, it's Washington. Yeah, well, Washington and Oregon up in the mountains, they have a lot of white supremacists and people trying to live off the grid who hate the government. Uh, people of different colors and different religions and different ethnic backgrounds. And... uh just a lot of hate. <laughs> it's up there in the mountains. Just a lot of general hate. It's up there in the mountains being just like real cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, you know, Appalachia's got this like stereotype of being about being real crackery and inbred and blah, blah, blah. But like, at least it seems like they're having fun out there. And it's not like all consuming racism. <laughs> up in the mountains, the Pacific Northwest, that's all it is. That's the entire culture is just cracker shit. It's real shit kicker cracker shit. Pecker Woods. <laughs> We're going to woods. Real journey here. Yeah. <laughs> he got woods in the woods. <laughs> shit. Yeah, that about covers it. So that's the, the week. The week that happened is there's some woods that came out trying to act Some tough. real racist, racist woody types. Yeah, some Pecker Woods. <laughs> and then. Did you um, see the dude that came out and he's like, fuck you, fuck you. And then he saw a dog. He's like, you're cool. Fuck you. <laughs> I thought he said fuck you to the dog, too. No, he said you're cool to the dog. <laughs> oh, dude, man, you know the Proud Boys all wear like a Best Buy uniform? Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> you guys looking real tough. Uh, real sir, tough. Uh, can you point me to where the, <laughs> I might find a Firefly DVD? Yeah, you got uh, HDMI cables? Hold on, let me sell you the best overpriced one. <laughs> you guys look real tough. What's your tough. markup on aux cables? Real fucking tough, man. They got that Perry Farrell uh, polo they all wear, and then some khakis. Well, I mean, here's the whole thing. Like, the whole uniform is supposed to make them look, and their whole motif is to be non-threatening, even though they're super violent assholes. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the way we you become a problem boy is by naming cereals or some shit. Well, I thought it was you don't masturbate, so you can get non-masturbation powers. I thought that was Scientology. There's a lot of crossover here. Yeah, I think that's problem boys. You're not supposed to masturbate. <laughs> no and then, so obviously, <laughs> obviously, they're not having sex, because no one has sex with them. <laughs> No way. <laughs> Not when they're dressed like that and espouse those beliefs. I didn't Gavin McGinnis on the Rogan podcast was like, to be like a fifth level Proud Boy, you have to have been arrested for a crime. I don't know. what Something If you like think that. I watched the Joe Rogan podcast when Gavin McGinnis is on it. Well, I, I don't mean, even watch it when no one he's not on it. So. <laughs> I didn't watch the whole episode, but like people pass that clip around a lot. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah, you but, gotta uh, do crime to be a Proud Boy. Yeah, you, when I think of the Proud Boys, I definitely think of some real tough guys out there just, just really disrupting the system. <laughs> yep, for sure. 
<laughs> Why I don't is there levels? I don't I don't know know I'm so confused. I don't right know now. if it's like tiered leveling, or whatever, the, but, <laughs> uh, but probably anything like anything uh, like crypto fascist or just openly fascist now has a lot of like crossover with like how video games operate because it's like <laughs> ah these chuds understand video games, so we'll just, <laughs> it's like a twelve we'll step like, program. We'll incorporate that. It is the same shit as like Scientology in the. Well, it's, it's just like um, real cult mentality. Skinner box stuff. You just yeah. get people. Uh, or cult mentality, yeah, just uh, stacked reality. Mm-hmm. So you, know, you just get people to t- keep participating. You could level up. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I, I only enjoy leveling up when I actually get something out of it, and I don't get shit out of whatever weird Proud Boy leveling up step-by-step program they have. What are like, I want to be able to pick new spells when I level up. I don't know what the fuck the Proud Boys are after. What are their benefits? Why would you be a Proud Boy? I don't know. It's like some weird... Uh, uh, What's what is it? AR um, LARP? <laughs> no, I was gonna like uh, alternate, re- not alternate reality. What's oh, an like? A- ARG, like alternate reality game. Yeah, I guess I don't know. It just it seems like LARPing to me, like just blowing off some fucking fragile white man steam, <laughs> getting out there, putting on your polo, hanging out with the bros, and uh, <laughs> being real racist. <laughs> yeah, being real shitty to other people for some reason, huh? <laughs> anyways most of them got beat up <laughs> oh anyways night of the comet <laughs> night of the comet oh yeah and just to get ahead of it uh i remember a couple weeks ago i was talking about how video games have become immune to slander because they're such a big part of the capitalist machine and a lot of people will probably be like oh yeah because immediately a week later it was like video games bad cause violence well uh, no one who actually represents the corporatocracy was espousing that belief. It was just like some really old conservative dudes, and it has had no effect on video games no, of any kind. They are untouchable in the capitalist system. That said, I can tell you about a specific time period and event that has direct correlation to the recent shootings and video games, and that's fucking Gamergate. <laughs> it happened. They specifically targeted disenfranchised, fragile white boys on the internet from gaming community all involved in gamergate and they radicalized them Stephen bannon has publicly admitted it you guys got fucking conned by some old fat producer and uh, everything you believe is bullshit and i mean if you come to phoenix i'll fucking fight you space force we're out (laughs) (laughs) and the podcast tune in next week i'm gonna start another podcast it's just gonna be called cult it's gonna be the weirdest shit. <laughs> I wanna do some like I wanna like do an avant garde podcast, like really like fuck with the formula. <laughs> How do you fuck with the podcast? I don't know, I'm thinking i I'm yeah, I'm I'm workshopping it. Alright, well you but let me know when you get to it. <laughs> for now, prepare for Space Force talking about Night of the Comet. We're gonna uh, completely use the normal formula where it's just some white dudes talking about pop culture. <laughs> so eventually <laughs> eventually we'll mix it up. But. It be is being self aware of it kind of uh, avant garde. I mean, that's like the laziest kind of avant garde. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's pretty easy to do. You just have a brain. <laughs> um, this uh, this movie's got two of uh, two actors from uh, movies we've already seen. Yep, they stars uh, our friend from uh, the Last Starfighter. Yep, and uh, Chopping Mall. Yeah, Kelly Maroney is the younger sister Samantha in this film. She was in Chopping Mall. I like her a lot more in this movie than Chopping Mall. She's the 
best character in this movie. She, I, I really identify with her. She's just got like the like absolutely like my energy. <laughs> she just always like whatever the fucking end of the world, drinking beer and all. Stuff. <laughs> I like that part, but uh, like at that point, I wouldn't be drinking shitty beer. I'd be drinking some really good bourbon because it's everywhere. I wouldn't be drinking bourbon. Though. What are you, some cracker from Appalachia? <laughs> no, I'm just uh, an Irishman that was born in America, so I drink I- American whiskey. Oh, you don't drink Bushmills or no. Tullamore or Jameson? Your son is named Jameson. Jameson don't sometimes. you love Jameson? <laughs> <laughs> Too peaty. <laughs> Do you love? Don't you love Jameson? Your son. <laughs> uh, she's um, yeah, so Kelly Maroney. She's in Chopping Mall and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, we haven't watched that yet. This doesn't count. We'll get to it. And then Catherine Mary Stewart, who is in Last Starfighter, of course. And she's in Weekend at Bernie's. Which we will also probably watch eventually. Mm-hmm. And The Apple, which is the bad, really bad canon uh, musical, which we're definitely going to oh, watch. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, we'll get to it eventually. That one's like, it'll have to be a special occasion. Um, well, we got a 50, 50 of the podcast coming up. I don't know if you want to. Oh, really? Yeah, I think we're on 46 or 47 right now. Yeah, I just don't want to have too much crossover with uh, what... How did this get made? Watches. I don't. I have only seen a couple, so I don't care. They usually just watch really mainstream shit. So, and also it's like Jason Manzukis is on the podcast. He's really funny and cool, and then it's two boring people. <laughs> uh, Robert Beltran is also in this. Um, I don't know him, <laughs> but you might know him from being on Star Trek Voyager for a long ass time. I didn't watch Star Trek Voyager. He's some Star Trek dude. I don't know. Star Trek is for nerds. <laughs> I mean, I, I've watched, like, the uh, original series and some of the original movies and then, like, the new J.J. Abrams series, but I, I've not seen, like, Voyager, Enterprise, or The Next Generation or any of that shit. Oh, I have a hot take on the J.J. Abrams movie. You ready? Is it about lens flares? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they should have called it lens flare track. <laughs> I just really <laughs> mumbled that. Lens flare track. Lens flare Oh, my God. <laughs> The director Tom Eberhart, Eberhart uh, also directed Captain Ron, so that's pretty. Ah, uh, cool. I love Captain Ron. Not I love Kurt Russell. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is the Kurt, the cult of Kurt Russell. Is this really what this podcast is? Have <laughs> yeah, we seen one Kurt Russell week to week? It's just waiting for another Kurt Russell movie to drop. That's really kind of all he did, though. Oh, Gross Anatomy. I don't. Was know Hector in any other movies? He's in Star Trek. Oh yeah. That's it. He's only a Star Trek guy. Once you're in Star Trek, that's it. You're just a Star Trek guy. <laughs> Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise. That's Captain right. Who's he? he? Professor X? No. Yeah. He's a Star Trek guy. They make a new TV show about him. Captain Star Trek Jean-Luc guy. Picard of the USS Enterprise. It's, um, it'd be cool if they made Star Trek like psychedelic and weird. Well, yeah, but they could. Here's the thing about like Star Trek, and I've said the thing about Star Wars is like they've done so much work building up the universe that you can write or place any kind of story in Star Trek, and it still works as a Star Trek story. So just go crazy with it. CBS really needs to do like a, a, what I said with Star Wars and do like a Twilight Zone or a Black Mirror style Star Trek, where each one episode follows a different story. Oh, like crew. Just be like a serial. Yeah, we can make the uh, X Files Star Trek. That'd be cool. Doing spooky alien That'd stuff. That'd be cool too. CBS, um, uh, you know, we got a we got a screenplay. If you want to take a look at it, we'll we'll write you a Star Trek TV show. Yeah, fuck it, whatever. I don't know anything about Star Trek. They got you don't need to set phasers to stun, <laughs> set that shit to kill. We gotta kill these aliens. 
Yeah, everyone complains about the new Star Trek shit anyways, not being in the spirit of Star Trek, so apparently it just works. I'll have to uh, disagree with you about them building up the Star Wars universe. It, maybe in the expanded universe That's novels that about, used to yeah. exist, but in the actual film continuity that exists, they haven't built up shit. Yeah, Everything yeah, takes yeah. place around the Skywalker family. <laughs> There's an entire galaxy of shit going on, but nah, it's just the same like 15 planets and <laughs> everyone knows each other. It's fucking weird. It's like Sesame Street. <laughs> Man, if I could live in any fictional universe, Sesame Street. No, because they deal with real life issues a lot. So that's like, oh man, heroin addiction is still a problem. <laughs> Shit. Star Wars is just death sticks. You that seems buy, like a heroin you addiction. You want to buy some death sticks? It's just cigarettes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean, like death sticks? Yeah, cigarettes. I was George Lucas in his political commentary. Yeah, ooh, real nuance, like everything he does. I, speaking of nuance, the, the nuance of George Lucas, uh, I saw a post on Reddit where someone was uh, trying to explain, like, uh, you know, when Obi Wan appears in the New Hope and he doesn't, oh, I've never owned a droid and I don't know R2 and blah, yeah. blah. They're like, oh, that's from PTSD. Let me explain in five paragraphs. And it's like, you know what? I bet when they do the Obi Wan TV series, they're going to work that into it and then people are going to constantly reference that fact and be like, yeah, no, it was just PTSD, blah, blah. Nah, that wasn't in the original film. George Lucas just didn't know what he was doing, okay? Yeah. Well, you, can't no retcon, you can't retcon like, his world building to be better. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, the easiest explanation for that is just Obi-Wan, you know, in-universe, is that Obi-Wan is just, like, being elusive. You know what I mean? He yeah, didn't he actually didn't. own any of those droids. No, he doesn't care about Luke, either. He's like, get out of here, you fucking farm boy. <laughs> Luke Skywalker, more like Luke shits in his walker, dumb baby. <laughs> All right. Tashi Station. Pick a power converters. <laughs> All right. Night of the Comet. Here's the deal. Comet's cool coming. Movie. Oh, I fucking love this movie. There's a couple parts, like especially in the middle, like the second act is kind of like, eh, but whatever. Yeah, you're wrong. It's perfect. <laughs> this is a perfect film. They, they, how come this doesn't have its own cinematic universe? Night of the Comet. CU. <laughs> you know the MCU is pretty impressive, but I still think uh, Richard Belzer. In the, of Law and Order is still the most impressive uh, shared universe. Oh yeah, because he always plays uh, the same detective in like twenty thousand different shows and movies. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's cool that he got to do that with his life. Yeah. Richard Belzer. He started out as a comedian, right? Yeah. He got choked out by Hulk Hogan. Remember that? I do actually. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, huh? Remember he's a racist. <laughs> hey, brother. No, no, not you. Colors. I like to. Uh, <laughs> he like apologized or whatever so he could be back at Wrestlemania or whatever shit it was and most of the locker room just didn't say anything I like that the New Day was like nah fuck this fool like he didn't really apologize he was just like he was sorry he got caught we'll see we'll see if we ever forgive him it's like that's right man this is real shit it's 2019 we don't need Hulk Hogan coming around being like oh sorry I said bad words I grew up in Tampa or whatever we used to just say it to each other no you didn't you fucking you got fucking knocked out Fool was like that. Fucking like that's like nerds on the internet. They're like, well, uh, everyone says it. You know, in the, in the ghetto, everyone says it. No, <laughs> grew up ghetto adjacent. Eventually, the ghetto, like right around time, moved stays firmly in the ghetto. You fucking did not. Well, I mean, say our, that. I am one of my friends in sixth grade got expelled for bringing a gun to school. I, I well, you don't know. Like I, he, I assume like his when he turned eighteen, his record got expunged. Maybe he turned his entire life around. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, anyways, uh, nah, the few white boys that are there. You didn't say it. You no, didn't you fucking didn't say, say it. it. They would say it to you. 
but like you don't yeah, respond th- with. Well, them. here's the thing: like they, none of those guys actually grew up around black people. They grew up around white people, and they said the n word to each other. Yeah, because I I know for a fact because I see it in Ryan's school all the time. That's so weird. They're just living in different worlds. Like <laughs> Court works at school, right? Uh-huh. Um, I guess I don't know how much I should say, but she was talking to some kid who's new in school. He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty nice, but there's." It's one really mean colored kid in my class. Jesus. Yeah, we live out in the Wild West, though. <laughs> now, that's just weird. Speaking of, like, white people who just don't get it. <laughs> We're not even talking. Let's talk about Night of the Comet. Night of the Comet. All right. Comet's coming. People are hella psyched about it. I kind of don't get it. It's like party time. Comet. Yeah, everyone's, like, having a Comet party. It's This is never once in the history of my life has someone been like, let's have a Comet party. Yeah, I remember. I mean, like, I'm sure there's like scattering. I, remember, I mean, like, I remember Hale Bop, and there yeah, was a party Hale, for that one. <laughs> when Hale Bop and Colin was coming around, people talked about it a lot. I don't think there's a party for it or anything, though. Well, someone held a party for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heaven's Gate cult. And what a party it was. That shit's funny. No, it's not. That shit's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but the things that people believe are funny to me. Is Aren't that uh, Heaven's Gate like, cult? Um, Their website's still up, isn't it? There's yeah. some like dude that stayed behind to run the website. Oh, uh, he's hoping eventually he'll get. Sent to the spaceship, come beam them up. Uh, weren't they? They all castrated themselves, or they were chemically castrated, something like that, right? I can't remember. All these cults start to blend together in my head. Yeah, the, yeah, maybe that was Om Shamrikia or something. I don't know. Uh, I just know all these cults and just love them. So great to read about. <laughs> they do such wonderful things for the people, especially the biggest cult, capitalism. Yeah, I was gonna just do a real like hot boomer take and just say Catholicism, you know. But I, you yeah, know. I mean, I don't even know Catholicism is in terms of wrongs to the world. Not that bad these days. Okay, I mean, what I mean, relatively <laughs> speaking, you're fucking Jeffrey Epstein was not fucking involved with Catholicism, but he still managed to diddle plenty of little kids, right? He was a Catholic priest, Epstein. <laughs> you love Catholicism. I'm just saying. Yeah. Pedophilia is a problem throughout society. Also, Islam is the dominant religion in the world, and they got lots of problems. So I guess it's. Not. I just think religion tends to be people are problematic. When you you bring a group of people together to form a powerful organization, someone manipulates that power to do some shit. Yeah, this is a, a strain in humanity of shitty people, people being dumb and buying shitty people's shit. <laughs> But the uh, comet parties. Yeah, the comet party. So next time there is like a comet coming around, I'm see if I could like host a comet party. It seems like something cool to do. We mm-hmm. might get turned in the nest quick. <laughs> uh, so we first meet Reggie, presumably Regina, but Reggie's cool. I like that's a cool name for a girl. I like Reggie. Um, she's playing the last Starfighter. <laughs> she works at the historic El Rey Theater, which is crazy. What's Los Angeles? Well, yeah, but they make. So the interior side of the El Rey, yeah, for the theater, it just looks like some bumfuck shitty movie theater. Well, so does the radio station. Yeah, <laughs> they go. Out, she's outside later. And it's the El Rey theater. And it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, she loves this video game, but there's some asshole DMK who's on the. He's trying to move up the scoreboard, and she's like, "Fuck!" This they, I just stole this from Stranger Things season two. They did. Yeah, they did. You mean the opposite, right? No, no, no. Stranger Things. Stranger Things is completely original. Oh. As we all know. It is a Netflix original series, as they say. Uh, she's got a little thing going on with uh, Dupree. The projectionist. Larry Dupree. Who, he was uh, a real dick. He's got he's a, he's a film criminal. 
Which is interesting. You don't see that too often. Like, well, I, I don't was, think it's, most movie theaters are digital now, aren't they? I don't think they have reel to reel. Some of them have to because uh, the Hateful Eight Roadshow. Oh, that's true. So occasionally, yeah, not most of them are not those I'm getting at. And um, the Grand Budapest Hotel had to be shown reel to reel, I believe. Now there must have been a digital version because yeah. I saw it in a digital theater. Plus, the way it was meant to be shown is like it has different aspect ratios. Yeah, yeah, I remember there's that. complex shit to it um, because. Some directors think things through. Yeah, they're cool. And some other directors will hopefully direct our screenplay about <laughs> aliens. <laughs> I don't care who does it. Panos Cosmatos, hopefully, but you know. You know, you yeah. wanted to do it. <laughs> nah, not anymore. Like, I, like, something about it is just like, uh, that it's, it's just like, uh, I got someone pregnant and I just don't want to be a dad, so. <laughs> <laughs> Some be absentee father. That's how I feel about the screw the alien screen from now. It's like whatever. Whatever. I fertilize the egg. Someone else can take care of the shit. <laughs> Anyhow, at first, um, when they introduced Dupree, I was like, Oh cool, they're gonna have a character I relate with in it because I was like, Oh cool, film crime. But then he's just a dick. I don't get it. So you you see this a lot in eighties movies where uh like there's a sexual, like a, a meaningless sexual relationship going. Yeah, on. Yeah, like a casual sexual relationship. But, but why do they have to be? Why does why he have they, to be an asshole? Yeah, why do they mean to each other? And <laughs> it seems like they don't like each other. It's like, well, you can just. Well, like, I mean, she's like she kind of likes him, but he's just a dick. Yeah, it's like you can be friends and have sex and be okay. You don't. Ever, not everyone has to like just bully each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a little tired of it in these '80s movies. Especially the dudes are always just like. I don't give a fuck. I'm fucking film crime and hi. Hey, I, I need. Uh, I'll give you fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah. What a deal. Fifteen dollars must have been a lot in 1983. I mean, it's like 84. thirty. <laughs> well, Not enough for me to sleep on a fucking cement floor uh, all night in a movie theater with some asshole. Who apparently not, just wants to have sex with me? Yeah, probably not some asshole, but without that aspect of it, like. 18, 19, early 20s, like, yeah, you're just gonna hang out in movie theater, have sex, and eat popcorn and shit. Like, yeah, that sounds like the time of my life. <laughs> you just get some, like, fucking 40s, some OEs, and be good. That's what's up, man. That's the good part about being young, and that's why I relate to Samantha. She knows the business. I always like Mickey's better than, than Old English. <laughs> you bog trotter. Mickey. Anything's better than Still Reserve, so. So, yeah, she's going to spend the night with Dupree. Um, so she's got to call her stepmother. But her sister, Samantha, answers the phone. And I like this, how she's just, like, hell, like straight chilling on the couch. Mm-hmm. Like, real melted on the couch. And then when she asks uh, her to, like, go get Doris, their stepmother, she just kind of, like, lazily, like, rolls over the top of the couch. <laughs> she, like, melts over the couch. Yeah. She's like, oh, all right, whatever. Um. It really reminded me of my rec- most recent girlfriend's like little sister, mm-hmm. who is also just like the chillest person. I'm <laughs> just like whatever, like eh. <laughs> she'd always just be like laying on the floor and just like what are you doing? Just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, that's how I hang out at home. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's just something about her. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Anyhow, uh, that's when I immediately knew I she was, was like, for oh. you. I was like, oh, she's cool. She's cool as hell. Way cooler than in Chopping Mall. Chopping yeah. Mall, she's so square. She has the same dad in Chopping Mall is what it seems like, though. Yeah, just a goofy military dickhead. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if he's a... Yeah, I guess he's kind of a dickhead. I mean, he's he just, just absentee. He seems around. like he took care of him for a long time. They had a relationship, and then he's like, all right, I guess you're old enough now. Here's your stepmom going to war, which yeah, is kind of what Reg says at one point. Yeah, he's going I call it Reg to fight us. the Sandinistas. 
So he's helping out Ronald Reagan and uh, yeah, and Oliver North. He's like, all right, we're gonna get down there and we're gonna help out the uh, Contras. Contras, thank yeah. you. Oh. Uh, the movie, of course, uh, it does have a little edge of that '80s propaganda where they're like, yeah, the Sandinistas. Hopefully, the Sandinistas don't blow his head off. And it's like, well, actually. He gets what he fucking deserves. <laughs> Sandinistas blow his head off. I don't know, man. Like he's still your dad, so you're probably like, yeah, I hope they don't blow his head off. <laughs> I guess, but not me. I mean, oh, I'm sure if your dad was in fighting a war, you wouldn't be like, oh, he gets what he deserves. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows, man? Who knows how it goes? <laughs> Who knows what the 80s I think are. I know. I don't know. The Clash had a song about it, and <laughs> I, I already sang part of and it. And I probably would have heard that song and been like, all right, Sandinistas are good. Bernie Sanders uh, actually supported the Sandinistas at one point, so he can't be president. Well, I mean, be prepared if he becomes the Democratic nominee for all this shit to come back mm-hmm. up. He wanted, his honeymoon was in Russia. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, it is a, kind of a silly move if you ever want to run for president. I mean, it wasn't his honeymoon. Man. Yeah, I know, but still, any trip. Well, the other senators also went to Russia around the well, same time period. Wait, so. it wasn't. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't. A, there were separate trips, though. Wasn't that the whole thing? No. I could have sworn, I haven't read about the story in a long time. I just know that, you know, it's if you plan to run for president in the future, it does look stupid. I guess, but you got to do what you believe in. I don't then... disagree, but there also is an element to being a politician where you have to play the game a little bit if you yeah, want to do it. Fuck politicians, though. Well, then who do you want to be president? Because there's no Sanders. He's a fucking politician. He's been in politics his entire yeah, life. Yeah, he's bad at politics. <laughs> <laughs> he's not that bad. He's been a senator for how long? That's true. But I mean, he just is like straight up with, with the shit he believes. <laughs> That's fun. That's new and exciting. I'm sure Bernie Sanders would like not a comment. <laughs> I'd like to talk to uh, Alex Garland about. He really likes West Wing, is what I understand. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a big fan of the West Wing. I guess I don't support Bernie Sanders anymore. <laughs> Is this what I can do it for you? But yeah. That'd I don't know, man. He's just an old white man. Old white man. Like, old white liberals like West Wing. He's not a liberal, though. <laughs> I want to ask Alex Garland how much he loves Night of the Comet because uh, 28 days later, it's just fucking Night of the Comet. Oh, also, Joss Whedon has openly admitted this movie inspired him to write Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, Joss Ladies Whedon, kill. more proof that he's just a hack. What do you, I mean, his Buffy the Vampire Slayer is like more... Isn't and really that much like Night of the Comet. Yeah, it's substantially worse. <laughs> so he's a hack. He took someone's good idea and made a worse version of it. Thanks, Joss Whedon. The TV show's good though. I was just talking about the movie. Oh, the movie's awful, but it's not really his fault. Well, the movie's it? not awful. It's just not as good as Night of the it's Comet. It's like a good. Uh, it's a bad good movie. You yeah, know what I mean, I but, like it. Uh, it's got Luke Perry. Yeah, and his and uh, David Arquette. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> he's outside the window. <laughs> Come on, man. That's just taken from Salem's Lot. Fucking Joss Whedon, you hack. That's what I'm talking about. They, it's Joss Whedon and his whole generation are just, they got no blood. Just, they just copy shit that Spielberg and Stephen King did. And then they don't have any personality or they never have sex. So there's like no energy to anything <laughs> they do. And then now there's so many people on the internet that are just running around. Little Joss Whedon's joining the Proud Boys and shit. <laughs> I, I honestly think Joss Whedon... J.J. Abrams, Damon Lindelof, those guys are responsible for the alt right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, mm, probably not. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. And I, will, I just I mean, like, I, delve into it further. Is Buffy the Vampire Slayer a big alt right icon? Uh huh. Because she kills um lesbians. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. 
I haven't watched Buffy Vampire Slayer in at least two years. <laughs> it's been two years since I watched the entire series for the third time. Yeah, you really hate Joss Whedon. I just, no, I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> Allison Hannigan. She's got a widow's peak like me. Strong widow's peak. All right, fucking this. All right, Night of the Comet. All right, back on track. Night of the Comet. All right. We got to figure, we got to really hammer, hammer out what this format is for the show. Maybe I should start writing scripts or outlines or some shit. <laughs> I don't know, though. I don't know. I don't know what podcasting is about. I don't know why people listen to most podcasts. And uh, I don't, I'm tired of uh, the internet celebrities, even though I want to be one. <laughs> I want people to listen to shit I say, because what I say is better than like fucking nerds on Chapo Trapfives. I mean, it's definitely better than any movie podcast I've ever listened to. I honestly have listened to very few of them. How did this get made? And Doug loves movies. <laughs> I think those are the only two I've There's listened to. There's got to be some it. popular and it's ones. Been like, I've only listened to a couple of them. Technically, like Joe Bob Briggs, if you watch like, um, At the Drive-In, his newest... Is it At the Drive-In? <laughs> That's a Tiger Army song, isn't it? No, At the Drive-In is a great like post-punk band. I don't know. The last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs, <laughs> which is also just Monster Vision. You know, it's just what Joe Bob Briggs does. That's like the first movie podcaster, really, you know? He's just the best. We all just want to be Joe Bob. Actually, I bet a lot of these fucking nerds don't even know who Joe Bob is because they're like, yeah, so there's going to be a new Batman. Let's <laughs> talk about the new Batman. My favorite Batman is uh, Michael <laughs> Keaton when he does the Batman. I gotta, I gotta say, I really love your uh, movie nerd podcast. That's voice. what they sound like. Hey, man, man I was it's a Batman over there. So, uh, come around. What's your favorite? <laughs> which, uh, who is your favorite Spider-Man, and why is it Tobey Maguire? <laughs> yeah, Those fucking nerds come around here trying to be on my podcast, man. I'll take their shoelaces. I'll throw their shoes over the fucking telephone pole. <laughs> I'm gonna fling them on the telephone pole. That's right, man. You ain't got no shoes. You come around here, I take your shoes. No shoes for you. So, anyways, not a comment. <laughs> Not a comment. Speaking of shoes, comment comes around, turns everyone in the nest quick, just leaves shoes and clothes around. Luckily, they let us know that the movie theater had steel walls. So that's important. That's how Reggie survived because she didn't get comment chemicals. Uh, Larry wakes up and he's like, damn, the dude didn't come back with the film. He probably got like barbecue sauce on it or something because it's like one of the film nerds from another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> was the one who wanted to watch 3D, came from Planet Beyond or whatever. Yeah. And like, oh man, there's no Batman in this. <laughs> but uh, he goes, he's like, I'm gonna go fucking whoop his ass. You tell if he calls, you tell him I'm gonna whoop his ass. And she's like, what about my fifteen dollars? Like, you tell, tell him, him you're gonna whoop his ass too. <laughs> tell him you're pissed too. Which I actually really like that one. That was <laughs> like, a good tell one. Tell him you're pissed too. He's like, ah, oh, cool. Oh, here's my. Didn't he get paid up front? Uh, you think you would, but I mean, yeah. Why would you hand over the film and then not get the money? This guy's just like not very good at crime. Also, no. uh I, he must have been paid first. He's just mad the dude didn't bring back the film. So why didn't she get her $15 right away? I don't know because he's a dick. I fucking hate this guy. I'm glad he, all gets, right. he, he gets clobbed with a fucking pipe and he deserves it. It's a wrench. He, he, he's, yeah, well, he, I mean, it's a pipe wrench. He opens the door and the uh, uh, zombie man beats him to death with a wrench. <laughs> uh, Reggie gets dressed, goes downstairs, plays video games because she's got to get rid of DMK. She uh, then accidentally locks herself out of the theater, and you see it's the historic El Rey Theater, and you're like, what? It doesn't look like that inside. She's like, ah, well, I guess I'll just head on home. Or she tries to get back in, goes into the alley entrance, finds Larry's keys, bloody wrench. She gets attacked by the zombie dude. She's like, karate. And she's like, hey, man, don't fuck with me. I'll fuck you up. And he's like, I'm a zombie. I don't care. And she's like, 
legit dude this is for your own safety and she beats the shit out of him and you're like oh i like where this movie's going <laughs> and then she rides off on a motorcycle being cool as hell Oh, you see a lot of shots that uh, Danny Brown or not Danny Brown, Danny Boyle directly copied for 28 Days Later. <laughs> instead of London, it's L.A. This movie, I was watching it and I was like, I don't like 28 Days Later as much. <laughs> I haven't seen that in the comments since I was really little. Yeah, that's a long time. I've seen I've seen pieces of it every once in a while on like TNT or some shit. Yeah, and I was like, I remember catching the ending of it like a week, like a year ago. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Um, There's a lot of 28 Days Later vibes going on here. Samantha doesn't realize anything is going on because she ran away, ran away. You know, like as kids run away. Mm-hmm. But she didn't. She just actually hid in the shed, <laughs> tool shed, and which uh, is also steel. Luckily, they have a steel tool shed, so she survived the blast or the common attack. And uh, Reggie's like, "No, nah, everyone's fucking dead. You can't go to like Pep Squad. Everyone's dead." <laughs> and she's like, "Fuck that. I'm eating cereal." <laughs> if you're trying to scare me, it's working. That would be pretty scary, I guess. But then, I, I, <laughs> but then you know how I cope with it? I just started drinking and having a good time. Like <laughs> she does, so I think she's got to figure it out. And then, uh, yeah, the radio broadcast is still going as if everything was normal. So they're like, shit, we'll go to a radio station, whatever. And you're like, damn, is this going to be like Dawn of the Dead? What's happening? What zombie movie is this going to be like? And it turns out it's going to be like a zombie movie that won't be made for another 20 years. <laughs> radio is just a recording. As, as it tends to be sometimes. Yeah, it's just a tape recording because it's like fucking Saturday. So why would he? Why would a radio man be at work? It still should be someone there operating the equipment. But I assume they got dusted. Probably got dusted. Yeah, yeah. he turned it in this quick. It's actually brick dust that they use, and maybe the, like brick dust. the version I watched must not have been like a good restoration because it looked more like Dookie Brown, like Nest Quick, rather than like kind of red. Mm, I guess it kind of like would you would you watch it on on my I watched it on Tubi TV. Oh, There's no. a plug for Tubi. I, it was free. I pirated it. I committed a crime. Oh, I don't know. It was I, the, supposedly the 1080p Blu-ray ripped on. <laughs> Whatever. Could have lost some, like, the fidelity in the... What's that shit called where they have to, like... Oh, whatever. I don't... Fucking technology. I don't know. I'm a boomer. <laughs> anyway, I love Joe Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden. He's uh, status quo. Please, more status quo. Everything's, everything was good uh, four years ago. When Obama was president, so just make it like that again. Because shit was really working out well for me and the working class and the poor and stuff then, too. Immigrants as well. Everything was good. Yeah, whatever. Just fucking, who cares, man? It's all garbage. We're all going to die. Just like Night of the Comet. (laughs) So, Night of the Comet is like an inspiration post for um, this uh, post-apocalypse fashion and just real attitudinal things you're going to need to do in the post-apocalypse. You're going to get some MAC-10s. And uh, just go on shopping sprees, drink a lot of beer. No problem. Hector arrives. Well, Hector's already there. Well, he, I'm, he's like, enter Hector. <laughs> Hector. They don't know his name is Hector at first, though. They're just like, you may think you're tough in the barrio because I'm a racist from the <laughs> valley. <laughs> he's like, okay. I'm from San Diego. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, no, nah, I'm used to that shit. <laughs> you know, he does like he's like Barrio. <laughs> I'm used to that shit from you white girls. I guess that's the only like racist shit they pull in the movie, except for when he comes back from San Diego and he does have like the stereotypical King of the Barrio car. <laughs> like that that's is, a cool car. I would it's, ride it's a dope ass car, but you know, it's kind of yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's they cool. Did, he's cool as fuck. They accuse him of being a homosexual at one point because he didn't try to come on to Reggie <laughs> because he was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to, this is the 80s, I'm not used to men, like, taking it slow or being nice or 
Not, not trying, yeah. <laughs> trying to pay me fifteen dollars. Not trying to sexually assault me the first time they meet me. So he's definitely a gay. They try to justify it though, being like, "Well, it's L.A. You're either a rapist or gay." So <laughs> uh, he's a cool guy though. He's got a cool red shirt and a leather jacket, leather gloves, and a gun, and he drives a truck. Probably like a big rig, I guess. They don't ever show it. Yeah, they do. Well, show he it. says he's uh, also slept in the cab. So yeah, they also show it. When, it's a semi when he goes back to his house in San Diego. Oh yeah, they do for it. a second. He's driving. Yeah. It. Damn it! Sorry. Did they he ever say what happened to the woman he picked up? Yeah, uh, she freaked out when they saw one of the zombies and she escapes. And he sees her a few minutes later being torn apart by other zombies. Cool. Uh, for a zombie Real hardcore movie. shit. Yeah, for a zombie movie, not a lot of zombie action. No, and very few zombies. Not a lot of blood or, or pulling apart either. Mm-mm, but Is, Was it PG-13? Yeah, it's PG-13. There you go. Yeah, so no titties either. I don't care about that part. Yeah, but they, you know, just that real you get that, that 80s, real eighties grime, eighties grime to it. Talking about real, real eighties tits. Yeah, real from th- from characters that are technically underage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because there is like a one like kind of thirsty scene with Samantha, who presumably is like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, because Reggie's eighteen, and then it's her younger sister, so. Definitely underage. I'm sure there'll be people that are like, well, 16's of age in some places. Not in California. <laughs> <laughs> also, and also 15 is not of age anywhere in the U.S., I don't think. I don't, maybe like Texas or Tennessee or something. There well, are no, no, maybe not Texas. Alabama. Yeah, so there's a thirsty scene with Samantha, and it's kind of weird because she's an adult playing a teenager, but it's, it's supposed know, to be a teenager. Just like, yeah, it's kind of weird. The thing that I thought, <laughs> here's the, where, where my one went when they're doing that like nightgown scene when she's in the mall trying on shit mm-hmm. like where the fuck is her rash that she supposedly has that's a good point that entire time I'm like this is just ah, took me right out of the movie <laughs> they, they obviously didn't have a, a real like uh quentin tarantino they didn't have a script supervisor yeah <laughs> they had no script supervisor no one was like come on we need the rash where's the rash where's the rash where's the rash <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a good thing to bring up. Samantha's got a rash due to stress and anxiety. She said it happened before, but possibly she becomes zombie? She becomes zombie? Because becomes zombie. Well, I mean, the other thing that we learn is that when they're at the radio station, they're being observed by some sort of third-party post-apocalyptic organization mm. who are fucking awful at their job. Because yeah. we later learned that they left the goddamn vents open. Yeah, which caused them to be exposed to the comic gas. Yeah. So, so they're, they're slowly dying. <laughs> That's the Umbrella Underground facility. Uh, Resident Evil stole that from this movie, too. <laughs> this movie's the source of, like, a lot of... Well, I mean, it's also, like, Stranger Things Season 3, right? Yeah. <laughs> this movie's just a lot, a source of, like, a lot of, like, derivative zombie shit that I didn't realize as a child, but now I'm like, pff, no one's got any new ideas, huh? Horror movies, like, just reached their zenith. Like, the, the campy pulp horror movies really reached their zenith in the 80s, and then since then, people have just been copying it. That's With why better I, production value. I guess the opening of the Dawn of the Dead remake is pretty cool. <laughs> Does anybody legitimately like the remake better than the original, though? No, I don't think so. Well, not anyone of substance. <laughs> There's probably people who don't, who like didn't have the patience to watch the original. And they're just <laughs> like, I really like Dawn of the Dead. It's got action. They shoot bullets and stuff. And uh, it has no social commentary of any kind. <laughs> they're just in a mall for no reason, really. Just because it seems like a good place to hide out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's exactly what I'm saying is the horror movies were at the best late 70s through the 80s, <laughs> and then they're just dumb as shit now. The shopping arcade. It's just a monument to consumerism. 
The stink tank's watching them. They want them. They want to rescue want, them? No, they want their bloods. Well, for a while, it's like, whoa, something's going on. We don't know for sure. Cause well, I mean, it's all, yeah, but I mean, it seems a little nefarious because they're like, yeah, we're going to get them in here. But then the one scientist lady is like, I don't know if that's a good idea. It seems a little. Audrey White is her name. She's a uh, badass. Yeah, I don't, is that, that's not, that's, what's her character name? Audrey White. Is that like Audrey White? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, her name tag says White, and they call her Audrey. So no, I put I two I and remember. two together. I don't remember um, her, her there saying the name, or I didn't read the name tag, obviously. I don't know. I was just, she's cool. She's a cool lady. Anyways, yeah, she's like, she's there to be like, oh, something nefarious is afoot. Mm-hmm. Also, 28 days later. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so they want to capture them to create a serum to save themselves. We find out later, they just turn them into vegetables and harvest their blood. Mm-hmm. Problem is, though. Think Tank heard the radio broadcast when Samantha was being a radio star, and she said the original name of the movie, which was like Teenage Zombie Comet Extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something real pulpy, which would have been cool. Well, it better than Night of the Comet, I guess. <laughs> uh, so they call him up, and they're, she doesn't, you know, the phone goes dead, so she doesn't get all the info they need, but they basically realize they're at the radio station, so they're going to go snatch him up. Hector's got to go back to San Diego. Yeah, I guess he's check out his mom. He wants to confirm, you know. Yeah. Let's check it out. Reggie's like, you know they dead. <laughs> We're alive. I'm here right now. Feel my warm body. Yeah, come on. The stress of the situation. What are you, a gay? We're like bonobos, damn it. All this stress, <laughs> we just need to bang it out. But he's like, nah. I'm actually a nice human being. And also, I want to know if my mom is alive. <laughs> yeah, so he drives down there, and there's like a little cheat out scene where the music's playing from the house and he's like mom mother mommy but it's actually a little kid zombies in there no there's no one in there he gets in and it's a record player just playing on it by itself it's like an automatic yeah but he has he fights a little kid zombie yeah but he gets he starts collecting all this stuff and there's like a knock at the door and he opens the door and the kid's there yeah came by and he slams the door shut he's like no we don't want any (laughs) yeah Uh, so, yeah, that part is pretty funny, and then also 28 Days Later. <laughs> it's beat for beat, kind of the same movie. Alex Garland, I'm on to you. Look, we're going to watch, like, some weird robot sci-fi movie next, and or eventually, and it's going to be like, oh, this is exactly like Ex Machina. Oh, like, shit. <laughs> Alex Garland, you hack. <laughs> yeah, so he says, fuck it. Get the hell out of Dodge. Gets a cool car. And he's like, all right, well. Time to party with the girls. Uh, we see that they're hella good with weapons, which was implied because their dad's a crazy military man and taught him how to fight and shit. Uh, there's the best line in the movie where Samantha's like, see, that's what's wrong with these things. Daddy would have gotten us. <laughs> they just have the MAC-10s, I guess. Yeah, they, they jam. Yeah, which is like MAC-10s were only good for like looking cool in rap music videos, I think. <laughs> and man, they look cool, though. <laughs> I uh, randomly was, uh, like, I don't remember how I found it, but uh, there's this, like, hardcore hip-hop group from, like, Queens mm-hmm. in the early 90s called Onyx, and uh, they were performing at the Source Awards one time, like, in 90s. Oh, the Source Awards, you say? Yeah. <laughs> as I performed, one of them pulls out his gun and just starts shooting it in the air. <laughs> I was like, damn. I remember this, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, damn, this shit was wild back in the day. <laughs> so now, like, Onyx are my favorite rap group. <laughs> Because I was like, man, that's just like, this is fucking punk. <laughs> it's so reckless. I love it. I don't know why I like shitty stuff like that. <laughs> oh, it's so dangerous and reckless. Someone could have been hurt. It's fucking awesome. Anyways, uh, 
They practice like gun safety though. You know, they're like responsible with their weapons. <laughs> sort of. It's responsible. I mean, they just kind of leave them lying around. Yeah, time. I mean, there's. I don't think they had like a firearm specialist on set like they do nowadays to tell you like, oh, you got to kiss your gun and tuck it in and all this <laughs> bullshit or whatever. Yeah, I'm not kissing a gun. Yeah. Fuck off. I mean, that's not what they actually do. It's like, yeah, you got to really, you know, treat it with respect and blah, 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 which I'm sure is like healthy and cool or whatever, but it still just gives me that vibe of like, oh, man, you just like have never made a woman orgasm. <laughs> like, oh, you just, ugh, oh, man. You, you, it's you, not a sword, <laughs> which is a re- literal right. extension of my penis. That's right. Swords are way cooler. Um, Samantha's bummed out though because Reggie's gonna get with Hector and she steals all the men all the time. Yeah, that's what's implied. Which is like, I like when they kind of like laugh it off though because it's like, eh, that's a weird thing to worry about <laughs> at the end of the world. So, cheer up, Reggie's like, we're going on a shopping spree. Stranger Things season three. Yeah, kind of. I mean, the stranger, we talked about it before, Stranger Things just has no new ideas. Um, I don't mind the, uh, thirsty stuff with samantha in this scene just because like where's the rash yeah but i mean <laughs> just like because they're having fun trying to close and dance around and stuff yeah. and it's like yeah you would just like not give a fuck you know it's just your sister and like having a good time my, the, my whole thing is neither one of them are drunk enough yeah i mean fucking i don't know i i would never I, <laughs> it's like the so there's like a trade-off like in these zombie situations apocalypse scenarios where i'm like but I just be like fucked up all the time, and it's, it's kind of dangerous. But then also like, who gives a care. shit? Yeah, <laughs> I guess it depends on what, like my my situation, like your goals too. Yeah. Like, oh, is there a way to like have a normal life and get out of this, or is like this the end? Like, if it was a situation where like there's really no hope. Like, I'm just gonna be fucked up all the time doing wild shit. I'm gonna crash a bunch of cars. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, though, fucking Gene Simmons Dracula like runs the mall. there's the survivors in the mall they've been exposed too you don't know that at first but it's like they they look weird so you're like well maybe and yeah the leader is willie right he's even got like a monogrammed like smoking jacket we don't know that's his real name or you just found that smoking jacket in the mall because they're stock boys and they're like now we own the mall i'm king of the mall some nice satire about capitalism in it, mm-hmm. honestly the scene where they get kidnapped <laughs> yeah we need you to pay for this yeah now we run the mall we're on top of the world now yeah but he looks like gene simmons dracula it's weird i don't like it there is an extended shootout with our heroines well, and the dudes but they do end up getting captured and rescued by the scientists which uh, is my least favorite aspect of the movie. I really wanted to see Reggie like straight up melt those dudes. Yeah, I was looking forward to like some sort of weird escape. I do like uh, as weird as Gene Simmons Dracula is. His scene where he's talking with the girls when they're captured—that's like he does a good job and In it's pretty cool scene? scene. Yeah, yeah. But I also would just rather they straight up melted the dudes. <laughs> yeah, I just want them to burn. Yeah, them no, down. I agree. I don't like the the, the scientists come for the save. Yeah. But you know, we got. But I guess that's we so got to make them him. trust the. Yeah. Plus, strength. we got to like get them to, you know, the lab and get this shit going. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, so it was going nowhere. Yeah, I understand it. They're like, well, yeah, we're gonna take you to a lab and have have a good time. Uh, Batman will be there. You can- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Samantha's gonna wait here for Hector, huh? Yeah. Uh huh. Wink, wink. She's yeah, been exposed according to the blood tests. No, no, they didn't even do a blood test. They just see that she's scratching herself. 
Well, no, they did do the blood test, and the guy's like, I don't even to see her as well. She's definitely... A, and then uh, your, your your buddy Dr. White's like, yep, that's true. We're going to kill her. Yeah, but she gives her sodium pentothal or whatever. She just gives her sleeping medicine. Yeah, she just goes to sleep for a while. Oh, spoilers. That's the shocking reveal at the end. <laughs> kind of. Our doctor friend, Dr. White, is um not an asshole. So she's kind of just like, oh, well, we fucked up. We're going to die. I don't know. We got to bring all these people down with us <laughs> for something that may not even work. Yeah, so she kills Samantha, and then um, she's like, well, we don't need to wait for Hector. Like, he's probably not coming. And the other doctor's like, oh, we can just wait around at the radio station. I'm a fat dickhead. <laughs> and he reaches for his gun. And she's like, oh, you think I'm going to reach for my gun? And he's like, well, no, don't be too hasty. But she already had her gun out and shoots his ass. It's a real Clint Eastwood situation. Uh-huh. The gravy comes out of him. <laughs> As you would. You've seen the man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. If you've seen this man, you know he's full of gravy. And you're like, damn, I wonder what's going to happen next. What's going to happen with Hector? Well, we're not going to find out yet because we got to cut to Reggie. Well, whatever. Yeah, it's Reggie. Yeah, Reggie. Oh, we also forgot to mention the, the uh, think tank rescued another group of people and two kids and presumably their parents. But we don't ever really see their parents. I think it's just like two kids. It's only people we see from coming out of helicopters just those two kids. Uh, then who are the other vegetables they have that are... There's some of they captured before, I think. Oh. Because those two kids are only a little bit behind Reggie in the process, though. And those other guys are already being drained of their blood, the bloods. Yeah. Um, so there's the leader guy, the, like, Sam Neill knockoff. <laughs> he is questioning Reggie about her sexual history and shit. Just to make <laughs> it's sure medical history, I think. Yeah, yeah, just to make sure she doesn't have any, like, bloodborne pathogens, right? Yeah. And she's just, like, not playing along because she's like, man, who gives a fuck about yeah, this I wouldn't. Shit? Would you? The world's over. What are you talking about, man? Mm-hmm. I'd be like... Where's the fucking bacon? <laughs> Just kidding. I'm a vegetarian now. I've been doing it for about a week. Also, it's not like a big change. I was a vegetarian for like two years previously. I'm just going back to it. Um, eating a lot of beans. Uh, beans, beans rule. Rice. Beans rule. So I'd be like, all right, fucking where's the beans and rice? <laughs> um, and he's like, wow, you're a feisty one. Or something like that. Yeah, some, stupid. some condescending bullshit that old men say. And she's like, cancer. He's like, why you got cancer? <laughs> cancer? She's like, no, I am a cancer. I don't give a fuck about your bullshit. I'm a cancer too, and I can relate to that, but I also don't believe in that zodiac shit. Oh, that's something a cancer would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got time for this garbage. He's like, man, it's getting bright in here. I'm putting my shades on. And we find out the uh, two other lady scientists are... Assholes. They're about to drug the kids and turn them into vegetables. Oh my god! Like, don't worry, you're gonna go to sleep, and you'll see. You'll live with Santa Claus yeah, forever. You go to the North Pole forever. Uh, Santa Claus. Reggie was too nice to those people. I would have gut shot both of them. That's fucking. They just yeah, fucking left them there. That's like so fucked up. I mean, what else would you say to them though? Like, huh? uh, hell on, let me get you out of here. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, probably just like not be involved in the whole caper. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't know, that's a little- <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do though? You know, you gotta, you don't, you don't want to die. But I, but I also don't see why they want to continue living. Like it doesn't seem like there's any hope. Like the situation in Night of the Comet seems incredibly dire. <laughs> For sure, ninety percent of the population is gone, and not just humans, like animals, animals everything, like, everything's gone. They like, much more effective than Thanos. <laughs> well, I mean, Thanos' goal wasn't to wipe out the population. 
just wipe out half of shit or whatever because he just doesn't understand that capitalism is the source of scarcity. <laughs> I mean, you know what's terrifying about there being a subreddit that Thanos did nothing wrong? I know it's like somewhat satirical, but the fact that some people were convinced of him having a logical answer to this problem is like, oh, eco-fascism. Okay. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So that's just going to become a mainstream, funny thing to me mainstream concept. Huh? The motherfucker is the, is known as the mad Titan. He's a crazy person. His, well, his solution isn't logical. Yeah, but they don't uh, really address that directly in the film. I mean, except for like, they the kind of just like, it's fucking nuts. Gamora, especially, is like, yeah, it's fucking nuts, man. This is some crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, so they do address it. Yeah, but there's so many people that were like, Oh, he's just such a compelling villain. I understand. I mean, he's. I would still say he's a compelling villain, but he doesn't mean that his plan makes fucking sense. Yeah, but it does to some people, presumably. Yeah, I know. But as we said before, people are stupid. It's interesting. Uh, Marvel. Just remember that legitimized ecofascism. Well, just know what the average IQ is, and then realize that about half the population is below that. I would rather not. I'd rather everyone watch Night of the Comet, listen to my podcast, our podcast, and um, buy a merchandise that doesn't exist yet. Oh, <laughs> all right. So now Hector shows up. He's Santa Claus. He's got presents. Yeah, which is hella cute. That was man. cute. Yeah, I mean, he got he had he had a, not a fun time going back to yeah, his mom's house. I just like like he's fucking. You know what? The world. Everything's gonna be all right in this crazy world because he's just like you know what? That was terrible. But I got this cool car. I'll just dress up as Santa, get some roses, buy him some shit. He, has, he didn't buy shit. He's wrapped some presents. Yeah, it's like fucking Christmas time. Let's go. You know, it's the thought that counts. It's yeah, not I mean, the I, consumerism. <laughs> I like to think these like, all right, we're gonna, I'm gonna get the babes. <laughs> we're gonna drive some more fun. Just fucking on go. the coast where I'm, it looks pretty. Yeah, we're not that far from the beach. Like, fuck it, let's go. Probably d- drive down to like Mexico though. Mm, I was thinking like Big Sur. San Diego's like fucking right by Mexico though. You just be like, I'm going. Yeah, but LA, he had to drive back up to LA. Yeah, it's only like two hours though. LA's not much traffic. San Diego, there's no traffic. <laughs> One time I took um the Amtrak from San Diego to LA just to do it. It's pretty cool. That's like the only time I've been on a train. Train. We went uh, and when we were, I was a kid, uh, elementary school, we took a couple trains. On the oh trips. yeah, I've. You're right. I did that too. The Union Pacific. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it was the only time as an adult that I remembered until yeah, now. I haven't been on a train on It was all right. You just kind of chill. Yeah, I like trains. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of a train. It'd be cool to um, like the Oriental Express. I'd like to go on. A, Long ass train journey where you have like a cabin and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then also, I'd hope that a murder takes place. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I get to be involved in I want the, like a themed train ride. Yeah, I'll be Hercule Poirot. I'm like, ah, murder. <laughs> murder. A murder must fail. <laughs> murder. Murder must fail. Yeah, that's I get up below. You have a cool mustache. <laughs> yeah. Cool scientist lady is like. Pulls a gun on Hector, but she's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. My brain's melting. <laughs> Dude, I've left you a note. <laughs> <laughs> and then she injects herself to go to sleep forever. Because she's like, I don't want to be a zombie boy. Hector reads the note. Presumably, it's got all the info he needs. Yeah, like that Samantha's just asleep. Yeah, and where to find the, the facility and all that sort of shit. Because we cut away from him. Not, don't see him for a while. Uh, back to Reggie. She's had enough. Um, it's, it's fucking yeah, well, he told her that their sister—they killed her sister. Yeah, and I don't know why they think that you have a rational reaction to that. Well, the thing is, they, I mean, I guess her reaction is rational, but I don't know why they expect her not to be like, well, 
fuck you guys. Well, the thing is, they don't care because they underestimate her because she's a young woman. Yeah, that's true. So they're just like, what's she gonna do? She's just. Uh, I feel like uh, they're, they're those dicks were pompous enough that they'd have the same reaction to anybody that was in that that facility with them. Maybe I think it's specifically supposed to address the misogyny of the situation though, because uh, the director Eberhardt specifically wanted yeah. to it be about two young um competent women who are just underestimated by everyone because of their being young women so yeah they're just like what's she gonna do she's got a vagina then she's well i mean like, i feel like that's definitely true when the guy goes into her he's like well, it's really childish uh, you. Yeah, that yeah. part seems like they're really talking down to her as you do to young women when <laughs> he gets clobbered and she's like <laughs> see here's the idiot. thing like she doesn't go as far as i would because they just told me they killed my sister probably kill shit right? i'm not even sure about after I hit him over the head, I'm stuffing on his neck. Yeah, I'm. The thing is also, so you don't want to waste too much energy because you know you might have to kill a few other motherfuckers, and so I guess yeah, you could break his neck pretty easily though. You don't yeah, I mean you don't have to break his energy. neck. You just step on his windpipe, and that's it. Yeah, that's true. But you also got to be quick about it. You know, it's not that it doesn't take very long. I mean, yeah, it doesn't go far could, enough. If you just, I guess you. I mean, yeah, you just stomp the shit out of their neck and be fine. Just crush their windpipe. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, you're like, oh, I'm choking with my foot. Like, no, that could take minutes. I, gotta, like, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. Nah, just crush your windpipe. I get you, I get you. I got it now. Why did the original dude have to leave? There's a problem with something, right? Yeah, what was it? I don't remember. I don't remember now either. Mm. Ah, fuck it. Oh, oh yeah, it, someone was missing. Yeah, one of the people one on of the, the dudes team. One of the turned into a zombie. Yeah, he's missing because they're like, we don't know where the fuck he went. He's probably a zombie now. I wish they would explore that further because that could have been. Well, yeah, I mean, it's an hour and what twenty hour and a half. Hour and a half, yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, there's probably if you put another twenty minutes on this movie, you can have a lot of more stuff in the facility. It would have been exactly like twenty eight days later at that yeah. point. Because remember when Killian Murphy sets free the the rage zombie mm-hmm. that they have chained up, and he's running. Man, I want to watch twenty eight days later again. I'm gonna watch that tonight. Uh, as much as the Alex Garland stole directly from Night of the Comet, twenty eight days later is a dope fucking movie. A lot of people gave credit to the Dawn of the Dead remake as being revitalizing the zombie drama genre at that point, but it's definitely 28 days later because that was like a legit ass movie. Dawn of the Dead is just a pretty good remake with like none of the intrigue or a pretty okay remake. Yeah, tolerable remake. It's got a lot of cool gore effects, which sometimes is all you want from a horror movie, but not a remake of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I mean you that's know? my thing. Like, it's not a bad zombie movie, but. It's not a good homage yeah, to or, yeah. Romero. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. just kind of lazy. Neither comment, though. Reggie has escaped. She's going on a rampage. She's got a gun. So she's dangerous now. She was dangerous before, though. Because remember when uh, the doctor's putting Samantha to sleep? And she's like, oh, we've got a couple geniuses at my high school. And she's like, oh, yeah? And she's like, yeah, they're wimps. <laughs> they're little wimps. Yeah, which I think they threw that in there because... Uh, they're going to beat the shit out of the science <laughs> nerds. These creepy science nerds. Because it's true, these guys are just like... Yeah, but not all scientists are wimps. So yeah, I'd like these, you to introduce you to Dolph Lundgren. These guys are all like middle-aged doofuses, though. <laughs> so they do all look like wimps. Yeah, I do. I mean, we meant the one guy that got shot and gravy came out. Yeah, so Reggie's like, fuck this shit. I'm going crazy. This is all for, my, for all my juggalos and juggalettes. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> Have you seen that kid? Did you swallow him on Twitter as no. superhuman? He's the best. He's just a juggalo kid who does like wrestling stunts, like backyard wrestling stunts, like jumping on barbed wire or Lego bricks or glass or you know, random shit. But he's always like, this is for my juggalos and juggalettes. Whoop, 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 whoop. 
don't try this at home. Nah, he's cool. He's just a genuine, like... Dumbass. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> you, you can tell he's just, like, genuine, does whatever he loves, kind of idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. It's great. Very wholesome. Reggie says that, too. She's like, don't try this at home. This is all for my jugglers and jugglers. Whoop, whoop. And she's going to run rampant. Cut two. Hector, Oscar. he's got his oh, badass no, car. He's dressed like a cat. He's dressed just like cowboy now. Yeah, and he's yeah. got an accent. Yeah, he's uh, from Texas now, and he calls himself Heck, which is I'm um, obviously the abbreviation of Hector. But I didn't realize that until this movie, where I was like, ah, the few times I've heard someone called Heck, it's because their name is Hector. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's weird? And someone might accuse me of being insensitive. But every friend I've had, or every person I've known of uh, Mexican or Central American descent named Hector goes by Hector. But then the few white dudes I've met, which usually are like shit-kicking crackers that are named Hector, they're Heck. What's the deal with that? I don't know. I don't know if I've ever met a white dude named Hector. I didn't realize their names were Hector until now, but like (laughs) a dude who came to Jamba Juice who couldn't read. Seriously, he's illiterate. (laughs) He had to read the menu to him and explain shit to him every time he came in. Oh my god! His name was Heck. I don't. I mean, I don't. I, don't know, I guess it's uh, obviously happens, but I don't know how do you get to that point. Well, I think um, he was like living out on the farm for generations out around here, and like being homeschooled. And, you know what I mean? Just like yeah. I mean, obviously you weren't homeschooled because if you well, homeschooled, you would learn a little. I bit. I mean, based not going to school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was sad actually, but you know what? He seemed to be doing all right. So I guess you don't need to know how to read the farm good. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, Heck is like he's running a scam. He's a flim flam man now. Yeah, he's he's grifting him. He's giving the old grifty grift. He's like, hold on. And for some reason, the guard's like, yeah, let me come out behind the fence and let me look inside the the uh, the trunk because I like he girls. Says, he said he's got a girl. And he's like, well, there's not too many girls around here. Let me take a look. And he's like, she's dead. <laughs> and she's like, Rah! and they close the trunk on him, which probably would be pretty bad. One time, it closed the trunk on you. When we were kids. Oh. Because it was 4th of July, and we were about to go to the fireworks, and for some reason, we were fighting. (laughs) And, like, I didn't, like, you know what I mean? It's like when you fight with your brother, you don't actually want to hurt him. But I was, like, thinking, like, Jackie Chan style, like, you know, just really... uh, (laughs) Real comedic. uh, Or just uh, improvised weaponry. Yeah. And I remember I was, like, oh, I'm bonking with the the back of the trunk of our van. And I was, like, bonk. And then uh, Dad yelled at us. (laughs) So, how did it feel? Did it hurt pretty bad? I don't really remember. I guess it wasn't that bad, but they it, he was um, slamming him real hard. Yeah, this, they did so. it a couple times, mm-hmm. and Hector put his all his weight into it. So Yeah, it's a little bit different than like your eight-year-old brother giving you a bunk. <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? You know, it's, I've never been bonked by the trunk. Well, I guess, yeah, I have. I mean, I've like hit my head on it and stuff. Yeah, I've actually bonked myself a couple times. I don't know. <laughs> I remember one time uh, a house I had was living at had this like weird arching overhang but it was like too low for me like the even if i walked down like the added the apex i still had to like turn my head sideways i wasn't like aware enough of it a lot of the time so like one time i like really like fucking hit my forehead on it and i was like oh no that was really bad because like i could like smell my brain <laughs> you know what i mean like, yeah. you never like hit your head so hard where you're like oh no <laughs> Why is this pink fluid <laughs> leaking out of my nose? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, shit, that was bad. Like, And it was like it blinded me for a little bit. And I was like, oh, fuck. 
And then, uh, yeah, I had like a little cutty dent. I had to be late for work because I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> and that was probably only like the eighth concussion of my life. <laughs> yeah, he, they break in the facility now. Hector's sticking dynamite on a truck. Uh, Samantha is going to roll in there and save Shut the, the power. day. Uh, you'll notice in the scene where she's riding the elevator that we just focus on her shoes. Uh-huh. They've got a lot of uh, the director, Eberhardt, got a lot of uh, relative praise for that scene because it was uh, at the time it wasn't like the generic full body or exploitative look at the girl as she's in the elevator kind of shot. And he was like, oh, I appreciate that. Actually, it was just a reshoot. Uh, we didn't have access to the set anymore. And also... Kelly Maroney wasn't available, so it's just like one of the producers wearing her shoes, standing in a, like a cardboard set we made. <laughs> so it was just improvised in a reshoot. It is a cool scene too. Actually, yeah, like the is, way the, cool. her feet move too when she gets out, it's like mm-hmm. a, there's a little bit of character work there. Yeah, so, so the producer gonna go to work. Yeah, it's pretty good still, but it's just like yeah, we just kind of had to do it. But usually, that's like usually everybody's favorite scenes. Yeah, problem solving shit in these old films is always the coolest shit. Uh, <sighs> Reggie. Has arrived to the scene where they're about to kill the children. <laughs> and she's like, put your hands up. And I like that the kids do it, too. <laughs> they wouldn't know, you know. <laughs> the girl's like, yeah, they told us we're going to go to the North Pole and meet Santa Claus and live there forever. She's like, well, that's fucking sick. Yeah, that's <laughs> disgusting. Which really is. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I would have gut shot both of them right there. So I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah. We are scientists. We have no morals. We only science. Uh, uh, Samantha shows up though. Reggie almost accidentally shoots her because she gets spooked. But um, then the scientists think they're gonna make the move, make their move on. Yeah, because even they're underestimating them. Being oh, they're just young girls. What are they gonna do? It's like fuck you, <laughs> young girl with a fucking handgun. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, get back in place. Uh, we find out after some other cuts, but the important thing is they put the gas on those two ladies, and they're just gonna. <laughs> you, I like the sign. Yeah. <laughs> going to live with Santa going to the North Pole yeah and they're not going to make it because their their male counterparts discover him and he's like what should we do about that and he's like fucking who cares yeah we gotta get the, we gotta get the children and that girl back we need their blood we need the blood yeah cause fucking everyone is, all these scientists are so heartless it's just like I don't get it you just fucking die you know what I mean yeah you you know you're not obviously not as smart as you thought you were <laughs> yeah so the prospects of rebuilding civilization are incredibly slim um, you're already old as shit. Like, just fucking die. Just die. It's like boomers being like, better dead than red. It's like, all right, fucking hop in the casket then. <laughs> the fuck out of here. We don't need you anymore. You're, you got, you're doing nothing for us. All you, you're just ruining shape. Perpetually. Damn it. <laughs> 70 years of your bullshit. Hector takes care of these boomer fucks. A well-placed car bomb. Yeah, Reggie and uh, Sarah, uh, Sam escape with the kids. They hop in the car. Something Reggie's holding on to the bunny. For yeah, the I don't get that. Yeah, I thought it was going to amount to something, but she was just like, maybe she needed comfort. <laughs> she's like, fine, you can have your bunny. God damn it. Hector drives away a little bit, but then he's like, hey, fuck you. You guys suck. He should have whipped his dick out and whipped it at him. Yeah, but the kids are right there. Yeah, oh, he true. told him to cover their eyes. Yeah, though. see, that's what I'm saying. But the girl peeked, she would have seen his dick. But if she took to her, turned around to look behind her. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like, uh, so the scientist men hop in their Jeep and like, we're going to get them. One of the guys like, oh, it smells like gas, gas and ass. And then the lead scientist is like, hold on, I'm a zombie. Let me turn the keys. Yeah. I like that. He's just so zombified now. He looks really good. Anytime like you get to see zombies in the movie, you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Their zombie eyes are real nice. Yeah. And he turns the keys and blows them up. That's it for the science guys. Just kidding. The guy that was previously missing, who was probably zombified. 
he shows up again and tries to grab Reggie. But Hector fights him off, and then he's going after Hector, and Reggie's like, here, take this gun. Blammo, he dead. Yeah, I don't like that part. Like, the I don't know final if he needs to be in it. Yeah. Be in there. It's, like, it's not a slasher movie. Come on, guys. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Fucking we forgot to talk about one of my favorite parts of the entire movie. Um, it's when uh, Samantha's driving in a cool car, drinking, in like oh. a wedding dress. The double, uh, double dream fake sequence. Dreams, and she gets pulled over by the cops. And uh, did uh, Ray did James Cameron steal this for Aliens? Probably, because <laughs> every this movie is the source of every other movie you've ever watched. <laughs> but uh, she gets attacked by completely normal cops. These aren't even zombie cops. I don't think they're just regular cops that are sexually assaulting her, <laughs> as cops often do. But, I've seen um, uh, uh, investigative reports. Or whatever. Yeah, Dateline. <laughs> she wakes up and she's like, "Oh, just a dream." Oh, and this is when she goes to the bathroom to do thirsty stuff. She's gonna take like a sink shower. Another cop a shows up. A whore's bath, if you will. Is that what that's called? Yeah, pits, tits, ass, ass and something? Flaps. Ass and flaps. You got your flip flaps, your labias, and your flavias. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then another cop shows up. A regular, Just a regular cop. He comes in to rape her. Oh, it turns out it's a dream again. And she wakes up. But I like that the, the commentary. These are just regular cops. <laughs> is not, it the commentary? Yeah, they're not They zombies. were zombie cops. Then. No, they weren't zombies. This is the thing. They're just regular cops. They're like, stand in the world. I need help. And they're like, we're cops. 40 per- <laughs> 40% of us beat our wives. What do you think we're going to do to you? <laughs> That's just yeah. the reported numbers. Mm, yeah. And the cops protect each other. And so my guess is it's probably all cops. Here's the real question. At the end of the movie, why does Hector throw away all the guns? They don't need that shit. They're living a new life now. Yeah, but uh, there's still there's zombies, zombies around. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The little kid still says it. There's still zombies around. Yeah. I don't, the, the ending's kind of weird, too. Because, like, at no point in the movie did Reggie ever talk about wanting to have be, like, a mom, housewife, have this, like, privilege. Yeah, like, I don't... I'm, I'm cool with, like, them still being, like, a weird, like, nuclear family together. That, mm. I like that aspect of it. But I don't know why they need to get married and, like, adopt the kids, kind of. Yeah, and, like, they're, it's, like, almost like they're role-playing. Like, yeah. maybe it's, like, a weird... Yeah, maybe they're just fucking around. Yeah. Because then after that, they're like, oh, don't cross the street. Civilization's on us. But then immediately after, Sam rolls off, they're playing football on the street, too. I just think they're fucking around. Yeah, like they're just having fun. Which is what I... Look, I've I, said this before. If I'm rich, Robin Big, it's my future. Yeah. Or if uh, this situation where it just well, oh, man. doesn't matter anymore. Like, I would walk around. I would go in a military base and I'd find a general outfit. And I would walk around like a military advisor at least half the time. Not me. I'd be a sheriff. Cowboy sheriff. <laughs> oh, that too. I'd call myself heck. <laughs> They got the nuclear family. It might even be like... I would also wear like one of those old-timey doctor uh, eye uh, stethoscope things. I don't know what they're called. Oh, the one where it's like the a magnifying glass on your yeah. eye? I'd be Professor General McDonald. Whoa. <laughs> Dr. Professor General McDonald. Wow. Not me, man. I'd be the sheriff of ghost town. <laughs> I'll be going in the saloon. Fucking hallucinate like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. <laughs> Just losing my shit, you know? I'm pretty sure those were ghosts. Were they? In Stanley Kubrick's The Shining? Uh, in Stephen King's book, they were definitely ghosts. Yeah, also, how does he get out of the freezer in the Kubrick version yeah, if they're not ghosts? I have the same feeling That's the only like, hinge thing that it hinges on, really. I have the same feeling about Pan's Labyrinth, but uh, how does she get out of the locked room if it's not real? Oh, Pan's Labyrinth happened for sure. Hell yeah. Nah, that shit was real. She went to go be a princess. Man, remember when uh, Generalissimo... It's not actually Franco, but he's yeah, yeah. he's Generalissimo's fascist friend. He uh, captures us that dad and his son and 
Beats him to death with a wine bottle. Fucking gruesome. Guillermo del Toro is the best. So that's uh, not a comment. Oh, wait, no. Oh, you want to talk about DMK? Yeah, DMK shows up. Um, so <laughs> Samantha's like, man, I cross the street whenever I want to. There's nothing going on. And then she almost gets hit. <laughs> Coincidentally. Oh, then, I'm sorry. You can't cross against a lot like that. Oh, yeah, there's a fucking Kavanaugh rolls up. <laughs> oh, I mean, don't call him a Kavanaugh. We don't know. All right. Well, he's a fucking trust fund, proud boy. We don't know he's a trust fund, proud boy either. He, did you see why he's dressed? Yeah, because it's the end of the world, and he can steal any clothes he wants. He says he's, got he's got 23 cars. he can steal any car he wants. <laughs> I, I feel like there is like some deep satire in this ending yeah, part. Yeah, there is a little bit. Like, with the, the nuclear family shit, so her giving up her identity, kind of. Yeah. And then Samantha just running off with like the first dude who shows up who has But, money. I mean, was her identity like tied into being a single woman? I don't know that it was. No, but there's... She doesn't display like any desire in... Being anything but Reggie, eighteen-year-old, trying to survive. I don't know. There's, just, I guess, there's not enough character development for either of them to really determine like the nature of their future. But mm-hmm. it just seems really abrupt and like. But uh, yeah, I guess well, the other something's off years. about the ending. Where it's like, is this on purpose or is this just how they decided to end it? I don't know. I just like thinking they're just being goofy with each other. Yeah, and having fun at the end of the world. Uh, That's my ending. Yeah, Samantha <laughs> hops in the car. And they're like, all right, make sure she's back by midnight. I guess they're just probably living in the radio station or something. Yeah, I, I would find a nice place. There's got to be some nice place. You just got to clear that dust out. White House. My question is, where is all the... Oh, yeah, right? Well, the, just, he's probably still alive. Trump said the White House is garbage. He knows, he's got good taste. So. I mean, it is a 200-year-old house. Does it have a gold toilet? No. Gold toilet? No, it doesn't. Have no gold toilet. I'd live wherever I wanted but all I the mean, time. But I mean, LA, there's got to be like a nice penthouse apartment somewhere. Or maybe, like we said, you, you travel on down to the beach, find yourself a nice beach house. How's the power still on is the real question. Well, I don't know. It'll probably just stay on for a while, right? I feel like not more than a few days. Really? It requires that much maintenance for I the believe power there is some, you know, there's some shit. You know, buttons got to be pressed. Levers got to be pulled. I don't know. Well, I guess maybe in 84. I feel like now it's so automated that I bet no one monitors that shit at all. I don't know. We just have to find a house with some uh, solar paneling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lana Del Rey's got a cool music video where she's got like a house on the beach. I'd probably go live there. It's a dope-ass house. Uh, it's also um, one of the best pieces of nightgown media ever made. Yeah, uh, I've seen it. The Lana Del Rey music video. Yeah. yeah, I like Lana Del Rey. She's cool. She's a witch. Like Stephen X? Probably in the same vein, yeah. I think she participated in that group spell that was like meant to like bind Trump. Well, it fucking know. failed. I don't know if it worked. I don't know. He hasn't really been able to get shit done. I mean, he's of course got human beings locked up at the border. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like if you're doing some magic, black magic, witch shit, or white magic, witch shit, I don't want to. I don't want to judge. Mm. <laughs> maybe they just didn't like. Maybe cover all the bases. <laughs> maybe enough. that's one thing that I would have checked off. Make sure that yeah. that one gets checked off. Well, <laughs> probably, probably not genocide, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll probably prevent that. <laughs> Oh, it's not genocide. They're not concentration camps. I mean, I guess they're not technically killing everyone, but... I mean, yeah, they're just uh, hoping for them to die from bad circumstances, which is kind of what the concentration camps in Nazi Germany started out as. It's more of like a a, a British-style laissez-faire kind of situation. Yeah, they love that shit, England. India, yeah, right, everyone day. (laughs) Ireland, everyone day. India again. (laughs) India again. Parts of Africa. China. Yeah, <laughs> England, the great villain of the world. 
It's I I that I mean honestly since World War One well, well since, longer than that since about fifteen hundred yeah since the like the Imperial Age England's been terrible and then we're just like their little fucking abortion America <laughs> whatever not the comment fucking dope ass movie watch that shit fucking watch it watch it twice a year it's got like a good like California vibe to it where it seems to work for summertime. But it takes place around Christmas, so it could also just be like a great family Christmas movie. <laughs> like Gremlins. I was going to say better, but I don't know. I haven't seen Gremlins in a while, but Gremlins is pretty good. I, remember, I like Gremlins a lot. Yeah, we'll probably watch it around Christmas this year. It seems like a good thing Hell for the yeah. podcast. Hell yeah. All right, so for next week, um, I got like two options. So there's a movie I want to watch that... And so this option... Is like a branching path off of this movie. Mm-hmm. So some of like the, the, the genetic material of this movie, like the Valley Girl aspect, makes me want to watch... Valley Girl. Valley Girl. <laughs> with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and then I figured we'd go on, we'd go on a short little Nicolas Cage tangent. So we'd watch Valley Girl. All right. And then I won't tell you what the second movie will be, but it's one of his good ones. And then the other option is uh, we do a back-to-school special and we'll watch Slumber Party Massacre. Let's do Nicolas Cage and we watch Slumber Party after we do a little Nicolas Cage change. Right. I don't really want to watch Valley Girls. You yeah. do? Yeah. It's been a long I don't want to go to a party <laughs> in the Valley. I'm doing it. <laughs> Valley, yeah, watch Valley Girl next. Uh, I'll complain about it more when we watch it. But Nic- just keep in mind, Nicolas Cage is supposed to be a punk from like uh, urban Los Angeles in this movie. <laughs> just keep that in mind as you watch it it's supposed to be punk in the, I, I, you in the vein of like uh, Darby Crash or <laughs> <laughs> you can see a very similar character a very similar punk character about 25 years later in a movie I like to call Bring It On yep uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I liked Bring It On though because of the punk representation it was like ah yes a punk yeah I mean at least they mentioned the fucking Clash right yeah I mean, that's like such like an entry level punk band, there. but I, I love them so much. Well, yeah, that's like, uh, oh, check this out. This nerd analogy I'm gonna make. All right, so Sex Pistols are obviously like the go to answer, or the Ramones, I guess. But go I'm ahead, what do you it. think? All right, so remember in World of Warcraft, the Hunter class was like super easy to play. Anyone could play and, and get to sixteen, do whatever. But to like, there was like a really high like ceiling on the Hunter. Like You're you gonna... could be really good at being a Hunter, <laughs> uh-huh. but only a few people were. The Clash is like entry level, super simple, like punk shit. Everyone knows London Collins, blah, blah, blah. But there's like big ceiling on being like a real ass Clash fan. And uh, that's me. I'm a real ass Clash fan. Because <laughs> for real, there's people. Oh, yeah. I love the Clash. They got London Calling, uh, Guns of Bricks. They know like three songs from the London Calling double album. And that's it. Fucking. I mean, London Calling is a really good album. You don't know. It's not a double album, though. It, well, it was on vinyl. Oh. Yeah. Um, Sandinista is legit a double album. That's got like yeah, fucking yeah, forty like songs. songs on it. That's got Ivan vs. GHA and uh, something about England. Fucking the most like poppiest eighties Clash song that they wrote, but so good. Magnificent Seven. Magnificent Seven. They shouldn't have chose that for the opening track. It's like a good like funky little track, but I think as soon as, like critics heard that, they're like, oh no, what happened? That is a good song. I want to listen to Sandy. Valley Girls next. Yeah, Valley Girl. Adventureproductions.com. Patreons. I'm at A. Sean McDonald on Twitter. Kyle Lemayne, two Y's. MCproductions.com. 
MC. MC Venture. Uh, MCVNTURE Productions.com. I don't know. Go to the web. Man, we need to rebrand this shit. How? I don't know. We need to, like, get the fucking eyes and ears on this shit. I got something to say. I'll kill a baby. And then uh, the Death Curves version. I got some shit to say just for the fuck of it. You no. Don't, you don't listen to Death Curves, no. huh? <laughs> Man. Man. That's why we're not getting these podcast hits. Oh, yeah, because of the obscure band. Because <laughs> you don't listen to Death Grooves. Everyone, everyone who listens can feel it. They can, <laughs> they can feel it. You don't listen to Death Grooves. Yep, that's been Death, Death Grooves. Ex-military. Uh, Charles Manson. Sound clip goes here. <laughs>